Welcome to Rock Candy. Hello. Your weekly sweet treat of stories and tales from the wild, wacky world of music. Really? Wild and wacky. That's, that's what we're going that's with. That's what I'm going with. <laughs> All right. That's You're right. welcome. <laughs> because unlike the past few weeks, we're bringing it up this week. Finally. No more downers. No more sad stories. Yeah. We're going to be super happy and optimistic. Hence why we're drinking Liquid Optimism, the double IPA, by Half Full Brewing. And it's pretty appropriate because the person we're talking about today has unlimited amounts of optimism. Unlimited. Like, to the point where it makes you want to puke. But, like, a happy puke. But that's a good thing. Oh, yeah. He wants you to party till he puke. He does want us to party till we puke. <laughs> it's Andrew W.K. Andrew W.K. Seriously, though. Party man. I love this man. I'm very excited. Everything that I have heard and read about this guy, I am so fucking stoked on. It, that's the thing about him is that you cannot watch a video or listen to a song or just look at him without beaming with happiness. Oh my god. He just imbues it into everything that he looks at. It's fantastic. No, seriously. He is... Yeah, he's fucking life goals. Yeah. As far as optimism and just being a good person goes. And this whole entire episode is just going to me be me gushing yeah. <laughs> over Andrew WK because I love him. I love him a lot. Yeah, I don't blame you. I don't blame no. you. I, I would I would be able to join you in that love if, you know, we got to meet him that, that time. <laughs> I did get to meet him. I, I already told you that story. Yeah. That was a good day. Probably yeah. one of the best days of my life. But yeah, um, when we tried to go and see him in Long Island. Which I think was exactly a month ago. Yep. And um, we tried to see him in Long Island during the Nor'easter, where they closed all the bridges in New York City. Awesome. We, but we got through the Nor'easter. It's oh, just that we couldn't get through the Bronx. <laughs> no one can get through the Bronx. Nobody can get through the Bronx. And we Fuck. sat in traffic for literally five hours. Right side? So. Didn't get a UTI. You didn't. I didn't. You had to pee real Held bad. It for five hours. You had to pee real bad. I thought I was going to die. <laughs> Thank God there was a target. I didn't even think I was going to pee my pants at a certain <laughs> point. I thought I was just going to die of sepsis. You're just going to hold it the whole time as you're dying. <laughs> she's, she's still holding it. She's dead and she's still holding it. And then I on, fucking pride myself on holding it. And I would make sure on your gravestone <laughs> it would say, but she held it. <laughs> She didn't yes. pee her pants. Oh, that can definitely be part. Of, I'm going to have a really long epitaph. <laughs> it's going to say a lot of stuff. It's going to have a lot of my highest qualities, which are you can hear me at the bottom of the stairs and I can hold it. Yeah. Even in death. It, mine is probably just going to be kind of like the, the my senior page in my yearbook. Where I'm sure you probably didn't get one of these. Oh, because no. you went to a huge ass school. Yeah, and we I had went like to two or three hundred kids in our class. That was about my entire school. <laughs> from, I'm like, you got a page? From 7th grade to 12th grade, there were 450 students. Woof. Yeah, so... That's not a lot of kids. My senior, my senior class had 60 people in it, and that was a big class. <laughs> They're like, oh my gosh. That was a big class. so many kids in this class. <laughs> but somehow we all... Usually they give half pages, but we each got a whole page. Ooh. And you can put any pictures and quotes and shit on it you want. I put a lot of very questionable 
quotes that I'm probably kind of embarrassed about now. It's probably Sorry. a lot of new metal. Oh, God. <laughs> and really bad pictures. I may not have had that in my yearbook, but I definitely have scrapbooks with all these fucking pictures of Limp Bizkit and yep. corn and how fucking edgy I was. Because you do it all for the nookie. <laughs> I the didn't what? Do- nookie. <laughs> it's nookie. Uh. <laughs> Anyway. All right. We digress. <laughs> yes, we do. We will get into the meat and bones, or the meat and potatoes, not the bones. It's potatoes. Meat and potatoes. I mean, bones are fine. <laughs> sure. Sure. <laughs> okay. Anyway. WK. Let's do this. So when I was writing up these notes, I was really kind of disappointed because I didn't find a whole lot about his background. Mm-hmm. And most of what I could find was pretty much just from interviews from him and he can be a very confusing person sometimes right well and may i say i think he does it on purpose because oh, yeah. i did i did listen to the interview that he did with RuPaul and Michelle Visage mm-hmm. and do yourselves a favor and fucking go download that episode of What's the Tea yeah. from RuPaul. It's like over an hour long but 30 oh, so minutes good. of it is them arguing back and forth about how to pronounce things. Yes. And I love it. It's so good. It's so fucking good. But in it she, uh, I'm sorry, he said RuPaul identifies as a he brought up, you know, oh you have kids and Andrew WK was basically like, I really don't like to yeah. talk about my kids. Yeah. So I think he really tries to A, be confusing, and B, be really secretive on purpose because he doesn't want people knowing about his actual life. I didn't even know he had kids until I listened to that. There you go. I He's had doing no a good idea. job. Andrew WK, you're doing a good job. Yeah. But I also think he does that because he, I think, and we'll I'll get into it a little bit later maybe, Um, I think he has the Andrew WK person and andrew wk persona yes so he wants people to see that persona and not really him like his actual private person which is fine that's cool i don't blame him you do you but anyway so let's get into this story let's do it andrew wilkes career and i know how to pronounce that because of rupaul solid 15 minutes of career Crier. Nope. Wilkes Crier. (laughs) He was raised in Ann Arbor, Michigan, where his dad was a well-known legal scholar and a law school professor. He was actually like kind of a big deal. He um, co-wrote a textbook that is very widely used in a lot of law schools. Oh. So good for him. Um, He started taking piano lessons at age four, which he said was his first introduction to the realm of musicianship. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, he actually received his moniker Andrew W.K. from a grade school teacher who used it as a way to differentiate him from the other Andrews in his class. Because apparently there were several. <laughs> Too many Andrews. Too many Andrews. Which, you know what? I've seen those days back in high school and middle school. Mm-hmm. You know, normally it's Michael's and Christopher's. John. I've definitely had my fair share of Too Many Andrews. Yeah. I know a lot of Andrews. Yeah. Most of them are Andy's. Oh, see, I don't know Andy's. And much like you, Maggie, he didn't have cable growing up because yeah. his parents wouldn't allow it. Nope. Fuck you. You don't get to have cable. So he didn't have MTV. Nope. He didn't have Nickelodeon. Mm-mm. He would be really bad at Nickelodeon trivia. Yeah. Much like you would be. All right. Me and HWK should hang out at Nickelodeon <laughs> trivia to not be good at trivia together. You would just sit and drink and have, and a, have a good time. We and probably party. And probably somehow end up winning. Yeah. <laughs> because you don't. Bet all of your points at the end. Wait, then, and then what fuck else up the do you want to do? We were still at a loss. Yeah. 
Anyway, that's a different episode. We're not better. I don't think that's any episode. That's just life. That's just life. <laughs> so as a result, he says he grew up in a like a musical vacuum and didn't get much exposure to different genres of music until he was in high school. And his high school was actually a special magnet school for musically gifted kids where he studied piano and keyboard. Jesus. All right. Yeah. Um, he joined his first band when he was 14 and it was a band called Slam. Slam! And he would play in a number of different bands throughout high school, some which had questionable names like Lab Lobotomy, The Pterodactyls, and Music Band. No. (laughs) These are, what do you mean questionable? These are fantastic (laughs) fucking band names. I feel like Music Band is a very Andrew W.K. name for a band. It's just so simple and stupid that it makes sense it does i'm kind of in love with pterodactyl though i'm yeah. not gonna lie yeah um he also had a noise rock band which was essentially a solo project called art of- ancient art of boar which i think is a pretty sweet name yeah <laughs> this next part i debated whether i should put it in here but i really feel like i should okay so when Andrew was 17, he got in trouble with the law for the first time. Oh. So he was still in high school. He was a senior in high school, and his high school required him, or every senior, to turn in a final project to the head of the school, and it was graded like their final exam. Oh. So he decided to write a song, but this song would end up getting him a juvenile restraining order. Oh. <gasps> So at the what? T- <laughs> what the fuck? What are you? Okay. I'm gonna tell you. Hold I on. I just I can't. <laughs> so at this time, he was quite obsessed with one of the girls in his school. Oh no! Like the way he describes it, he was completely, utterly infatuated with this girl. Oh no! Um, according to Andrew, she didn't even know who he was. It was a classic case of unrequited love. So he wrote her an extremely ill-advised song called My Destiny. Oh, no. And this is the one that he turned in as his final project. Oh, okay. And this song is not only creepy, but almost verges on predatory. An example of the lyrics. Drove past your doorway 15 times. I don't want to cause you harm. Harm. That is what you're in for if you don't open your door. (laughs) Which is it? Which what is, is it? it? Or do you want to cause her harm? Or do you not want to cause her harm? Oh, that's... Oh, okay. Either way, 17-year-old Andrew W.K., what Ooh, are you doing? I don't know. I, I'm i totally going to forgive him because... Completely. How much, how much stupid shit did you do at oh, 17? Yeah. And how... I'm how sure there were people I was infatuated you? with, too. I, wouldn't, I wasn't going to go this far. But... No. Holy shit. I didn't have my own car, so I couldn't. Yeah, I didn't either. <laughs> and I, yeah, no. My God. So I wonder about the timeline where we both had our own cars. What would have happened? I didn't get my license until I was 24. Oh. So there was no timeline. Wanted, you were driving for eight years before I even got my license, probably. Seven. I got my license. or Yeah, I passed my test at 17. Okay. When I was a senior. So... But still. 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 So. Because pre- I fucking needed to. <laughs> Nobody else had their I license mean, out of my friends. I lived in the middle of nowhere. I needed one too. And I decided to um, go to school over an hour away. Woof. And still work at home. So I was hitting everybody up for rides. 
at some point. But you had that, you must have had that outlet to hit up for rides. Yeah. I had plenty of awesome friends. Uh, Big shout out to Chris for driving me home from New Paltz sometimes. (laughs) So anyway, predictably, (laughs) this all blew up in Andrew W.K.'s face. Oh, you don't say. Yeah, you don't say. Um... (laughs) In an event that proves that adults and teenagers are truly the worst, the assistant to the head of the school gave a copy of Andrew's song to his crush, who, of course, listened to it and got freaked out. Why would you do this? So within days, the entire school had a copy of the song. (gasps) And the girl called the police and the head of school called Andrew's parents in for a meeting and played the song for them (gasps) with Andrew in in the room. How horrible is that? <laughs> oh my god! But hold up, was it a good song? I I, I, I read you the, the lyrics. No, but I mean, like musically, was it well composed? Did it sound good? I'm sure it was probably pretty <laughs> juvenile, as as infatuation songs go. That's true. <laughs> or is it? Because it is an infatuation song. I don't know. Right. Now I kind of hear it, but I understand why he would never want to talk about that again. You can find it online. Oh, I'm pretty sure he posted it. You could probably find it on on YouTube. I appreciate I appreciate his willingness to be really candid about shit like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, this got him the juvenile restraining order. Oh yeah, and that lasted until he was 21. Wow. Yeah. All right. So why do I feel like they don't like? I feel like when this must have been like mid nineties. He's only a few years older than us. Um, this was mm-hmm. mid to later nineties. I think yeah. like ninety seven ish, because he moved to New York City after he graduated high school, high school. and that was in nineteen ninety nine. Right. So I mean, ninety eight, ninety nine. Oh. So yeah, he was about seventeen in nineteen ninety seven. I just feel like there are some times when kids still show red flags. That are worse than this. And oh, yeah. we just kind of let it go. Oh, yeah. Like, whatever. It's well, fine. I mean, he claims that in his teenage years, he was a bit of a scoundrel. And he was also committing baseball card forgery at the time. <laughs> and and I don't know how that works. What? I don't know how that works. What is baseball? You know, it's fine. I don't know. It's fine. No, this um, is fine. He says he also dabbled a bit in arson. Uh, shoplifted, vandalized, and he got involved in some kind of mail fraud incident. And basically, he posed as a lawyer at a well-known Michigan law firm and wrote a letter on behalf of an underground cartoonist named Robert Crumb. I don't know why he did this. I, I, I don't... There is no explanation oh for why God, he did this. Oh my God, I want like either a sitcom or a cartoon series <laughs> or something of young Andrew W.K., The Chronicles, <laughs> because this sounds fucking hilarious. I feel like... And because he turns out to be such a good guy, it's like... Yeah, yeah. It all, it's all fine, but fuck, yeah. th- what? I feel like it should be a comic strip, and it should be done by the guy who did uh, <gasps> Henry and Glenn Henry Forever. Henry and Glenn Forever, Yes! Oh Which, God, let's find if you out. haven't read Henry and Glenn, or is it Glenn and Henry Forever? I think it's Glenn and Henry Forever. If you haven't read Glenn and Henry Forever yet, fucking do yourself oh God, a favor so and good. get it. Get it. It's so good. It's, it's Henry Rollins and Glenn Danzig if they were in a relationship <laughs> and living together. And Hall and Oates is their neighbors and they're saying this. <laughs> Sold. 
Sold. So, and Henry Rollins doesn't really care one way or the other, but Danzig oh. fucking hates it. And it's so funny. But that makes it even better yes. somehow. Oh, so <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, so he 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 did this mail fraud thing. Not entirely sure of all the details, but he ended up getting caught and in trouble with the police again. Oh, yeah, but sure. apparently, <laughs> he says since he was only 18, he was able to weasel his way out of it. Even though he already had a, a restraining order against Being him? Being white and having a lawyer dad probably helps a lot. Yeah. All tea, no shade. But. Truth. Yeah. Truth. So his parents sent him to a child psychologist at this <laughs> point. Because you probably should. Yeah. <laughs> and apparently it didn't really help very much. The psychologist's diagnosis was, you have a devilish side. <laughs> I don't think that's anywhere in the DSM-5. No. I'm calling it. I've only read a little of it, but I'm sure that's not in there. Yeah. Just saying. So (laughs) it was at this point that Andrew W.K. decided to get a fresh start and move to New York City. So this was like 1998. So in order to stop being a scoundrel, he moved to New New York York City. City. Capital of scoundrels. In the late 90s. Yeah. You're not moving to New York City in 2013 Mm -hmm. where it's becoming hipsterville. Yeah. Milk toast hipsterville. You're moving there in the late 90s where there's still some questionable shit. Oh, yeah. But you know what? And I don't even know which part of New York City. Yeah. So who knows? Who knows? When rent was still probably like $800 a month for a five-bedroom apartment. Yeah. And funnily enough, shortly after he arrived in the city, he was mugged at knife point. Oh, no. And this, he said that this was kind of a turning point for him, and it made him realize that all this shoplifting and petty crime he was doing wasn't worth it. Oh. So he cut that shit out and focused on his music career. Wow. All right. Good for you. Yeah. So while he was trying to do his music, he had several jobs, including bubblegum machine salesman. What? I know. Like selling actual bubblegum machines? But like, I feel like such an Andrew W.K. job. Like everybody fucking likes bubblegum and everybody hey, loves bubblegum machines. You like bubblegum? These kids fucking like bubblegum. Put one in your bodega, bitch. <laughs> he might not have said bitch. I, but said, I think he said everything else verbatim. Yeah. <laughs> you need a bodega bubblegum machine. Wow, that might be a tongue twister. Yeah. He was also a waiter and a parking attendant, but that's not as interesting no. as bubblegum machine salesman. Not at all. Um, he also, during that time, wrote the soundtrack to an independent movie called Poltergeist, which is kind of confusing. <laughs> but it's not yeah. the poltergeist from no. the 80s. It has nothing to do with it, does it? Different poltergeist. Did anyone tell the director that there's already <laughs> well, a movie called Poltergeist? Well, Andrew also co-wrote the movie. <laughs> so, guys! Guys! There's already a movie called Poltergeist. There You're is. not going to get anywhere with this. There is. He also wrote and released a single for Hanson Records, whom I've never heard of. Wait, Hanson? Hanson Records. Not Mbop Hanson. <laughs> Not the Hanson I'm talking you, about. You can understand my confusion, <laughs> yes. Although they were popular at the time. Were they? I believe so. No, I think like by 96 or 97. No, because done. I was really into Hanson in like 7th, 8th grade. But and was like... I was in 7th, 8th grade in 97, 98. Right. So this was, like, maybe just after they stopped? Maybe they were trying to still make it. Anyway, it's not the same Hanson. This is not a Hanson podcast. (laughs) (laughs) But 
After only a year of living in New York City, he moved to Florida to start a band with Donald Tardy, who is the drummer of Obituary. Oh. Right? And this guy would end up being pretty pivotal player in Andrew's early career because he played drums on Andrew's first major album, I Get Wet. Mm-hmm. And also served as Andrew W.K.'s first touring drummer and helped assemble his first band lineup. Wow. So this dude was like yeah, legit he was involved. Yeah, a key fucking player. Which is funny because Obituary was one of those bands that Andrew really looked up to right. when he was a kid and was really into. It Aww. like helped um, fuel his like passion for metal. So That's awesome. Good good for him like yeah, i want to know life I, goals i just want to know how how they met yeah how did like you did couldn't he, find that anywhere no that's what? the thing i can't find anything on There's, this guy you can get little you can get little fucking kernels of information on andrew wk's life but he i lets, just want to know more yeah he's he is like we're barely we're barely scratching the surface it's i am seriously fascinated i am barely scratching the surface because i couldn't even get under the surface really so like, I got this it. is all this is all yeah, like your epidermis is showing. Yeah. That's it. Yep. Um, so finally in 2000, Andrew released his first EP under the Andrew WK moniker called Girls Own Juice, which t- I don't know. I don't what? know. I don't know. What? <laughs> Followed by another EP later in the year called Party Till You Puke. Okay. They had the beginnings of the party rock vibe Andrew is known for now. The Girls Own Juice EP created some buzz for him, but he and his manager still shopped the demos around. Surprisingly, one of the demos managed to get into the hands of none other than Dave Grohl. <gasps> Fresh Pots! Fresh Pots! God, I fucking love Dave Grohl. Oh my God, hold up. Now I'm just picturing a world where Dave Grohl and Andrew WK are in a room together, and I'm really excited. There's pictures of the two of them together <gasps> in, in a warm, loving embrace, and it's so adorable. Oh my God. Again... Shout out to those who can draw. If you could just draw me some fan art of Andrew <laughs> WK and David Grohl being best friends. I'll, again, send you beer and or pizza. We'll send you something. It's your pick. I fucking <laughs> want it. So Dave Grohl was very impressed with Andrew's style and was impressed enough to invite Andrew to open for the Foo Fighters in San Francisco, which, of course, got him a lot of exposure. Uh, Yeah. And you don't say no hold to up. Dave Grohl. You do not say no to Dave Grohl. <laughs> but hold up. This was like 99, 2000. This was 2000. So this is when the Foo Fighters were really starting to fucking hit it, too. Yep. With like, I think uh, the shape and the color. The color and the shape. Color and shape. Had just come out maybe around that time. Like, Learn to Fly. Yes. Had the, like, I remember the video. This was out like that. their funny streak. Yeah. When they had all of those videos oh, like, when they the were so funny. Funny videos. <laughs> The fucking video for Learn... That's when I got Cable. Was when the Foo Fighters got funny. No, I'm not even shitting you. That's when I got Cable is when Foo Fighters got funny. So, like, your your teenage timeline is pre-Foo Fighters, post-Foo Fighters. Pretty much, yeah. Because then I discovered them when we got Cable. And I'm like, well, no, I, I knew of them before. But then I fell in love with them. And I'm like, I got Cable. And I was like, these guys are fucking hilarious. Yes. Yup. Yes, they absolutely are. <laughs> Is that the guy from Nirvana? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes, he is. Maggie didn't have cable. (laughs) So in kind of a weird turn of events, another demo ended up at Island Def Jam Records. Yes. 
And an exec from Island Def Jam went to an Andrew WK show and was impressed and gave Andrew an offer right off the bat for a record contract. Obviously, he accepted. Yup. And at some point around this time, he moved back to New York City and started recording his first album. And on November 13th, 2001, I Get Wet was released. And I Get Wet is just one of the best rock albums ever. Yeah. It's so simple. It's stupid. This morning, I went into work and I first thing, get my cup of coffee, my one cup of coffee I drink a day. And I was like, How do you function? How do you do that? Because I only do one cup a day, even if I get really tired. And then I try to walk around. If I if I have to edit the night before and I only get three hours of sleep, like usually what happens when I have to edit, um, then I drink a rock star in the middle of the day. But uh, irregardless, I usually just do one cup a day. But so then today, I had my one cup of coffee and I set out and I was like, all right, I'm going to listen to as much Andrew WK as I can today. Plop that on, and I plopped on. I got wet between drinking coffee and I got wet. I'm like, fucking, I'm gonna get so Could much. Do all the work, work done. I know, like my heart's racing. I'm like, I'm fucking. I want to party. I want to get my work done. What am I doing? It's Monday, and then when I was done. I was like, woo. And then basically, you just want to like rig up the copy machine so it spits out all the paper, and then you just want to dance in it. Yeah, kind yeah. of. But it's pretty no much... one, no one at our job would appreciate yeah, that. Yeah, no, I don't think so. Our boss, be- our boss would probably laugh at me yeah. at least yeah but i feel like everyone else would be like who's gonna pick up all the papers <laughs> they want them cause i'm not picking those up fucking i didn't do that that's not my problem fucking plebes <laughs> so i get wet featured some reworked songs from girls own juice like they he changed girls own juice to girls own love to girls own love that's what i was gonna it's ask essentially the okay. same song all right um just Huh. Kind of reworked a little bit. And also the song Make Sex, which yeah. is freaking hilarious. <laughs> want to make sex with you is hilarious. He's and like, I don't want to make life. I don't make death. I don't want to make love. I want to make sex. Yep. And I was like, why do I love this so much? <laughs> it really speaks to me on a deep level. <laughs> but yeah, Make Sex and We Want Fun were added to the Japanese version of oh. the album. So I Get Wet definitely continued the party, party, party all day, all night, forever and ever. Oh, fuck yeah. Message. Like, it hit you over the head with it. <laughs> but in the best way. Right. Here's the thing. This is a, this would be a great getting ready album. Mm-hmm. Like, you put this on and you start doing your makeup, you find your outfit and you're like, I want to fucking dance. I want to fucking party. Like, when you know you're going out with your boys or your girls or your boys and your girls <laughs> and you're like, oh, we're going to fucking party tonight. Oh, let me put on my Andrew WK, I Get Wet album, yeah. and you're fucking going. Also, this is a good album to rage to. Oh, yeah. Like, super rage. For real. Get on it. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, just about every song was about partying. And it's not just the hardcore drink until you plaque out kind of partying. Right. That's not entirely what he's talking about. He's talking about just having fun. Right. And whatever your kind of fun is, just do it. It doesn't have to be a typical house party. It can be anything as long as you are having fun. That's kind of become Andrew WK's philosophy that he espouses still. Yes. Like, you can do whatever the fuck you want. If you're, if your Saturday is just sitting down on the couch reading a book, that's that counts as partying. Mm-hmm. If it's eating five pizzas and then 
you know, throwing up. Throwing because up. Because I feel like eating five pizzas would make me throw up. That's a party. Whatever. <laughs> you, as long as it's what you want to do and you're having fun doing it. Yeah. I, I wouldn't have fun eating five pizzas because I would feel it horrible afterwards. Yeah. But as long as you're having fun, that's all that matters. Exactly. And that is a party. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but my favorite part of I Get Wet is the idea of party metal. Because mm. you know I like I like metal. You like your metal, but you also like your parties. But I like my parties. And I'm not sure if Andrew W.K. really invented party metal, but he definitely threw it into the spotlight. It showed, yeah. it showed that, yes, you can have fun while listening to metal. It's not all just doom and gloom and Satan and whatever. Right. Yes, you can have keyboards yeah. in metal. It might be a bit too happy for some people to really consider it metal, but fuck that. It's fun, and you can still headbang to it, and it's really not at all that happy. Honestly. Because if you listen to Ready to... or Yeah, Ready to Die, mm. it's all about killing somebody. Yeah. But it's a really happy killing but it's someone so, song. The music in it is so... Up, upbeat and uplifting. I'm not gonna lie listening to it I've got such mixed messages oh me too because I knew I of course I knew like you know let's get or like just the party songs the party hard thank you I was like let's get a party started let's party hard party hard I knew like we want hard. fun we want fun party party fun party night. I know basically <laughs> I and I get wet songs. and I don't stop living so- in the red. <laughs> I know all the songs that have the word party in them. <laughs> also party till you puke. Uh, yeah, all those. <laughs> but I, um, listening to the full album together, it was like, I feel like I'm getting really conflicting views here because one's like... Well, that's the thing. Like, it's mixing the, the hardcore metal part and it's right. also mi- mixing the hardcore, not hardcore... The happy, upbeat. You know, it can be hardcore happy. Yeah, the hardcore, happy, upbeat music. Like, it's the two things mixed together. So, yeah, you do get mixed messages, but you fucking love it. Oh, no, I'm... It kind of speaks to me on a personal level very perfectly. Yeah. Because I feel like I'm a walking mixed message, so Andrew WK... <laughs> you are a walking contradiction. I am, and, like, Andrew WK is, like, my spirit animal. I'm like, yes. Yeah. I don't know where I should be, and neither do you, but I'm just having a good time. At least we're here together. Right? So, let's talk about the cover art for Mm -hmm. this. He really upped the ante with the cover art. Oh my god. It features Andrew's bloody mug, greasy hair everywhere, blood streaming down his face from his nose. Mm -hmm. And that's it. Just black background, just his head. Oh yeah. With a fucking... Flood of blood down his face. Flood of blood. And it just says Andrew WK on the top. Yeah. It's kind of amazing. This is what it is, bitches. Kind yeah. of picture. This is what you're in for. Like, oh shit. All right. Yeah. We're, we're fucking serious. There's no way people didn't buy it on the cover alone. Yeah, right. I'm pretty sure that we did when I was in high school is when my friends and I first really got into Andrew WK. I very specifically remember going into Best Buy because we would still actually go to Best Buy Uh to get CDs and they had his album on display and we were looking at it and all you could see was like from the top of the CD down to the top of his nose and the rest was completely covered in a black bar because they wouldn't show it. So we're like, oh, this is, it's too sensitive for young children. And we were just like, why are they covering this up? 
I'm it's just a bloody it. nose. Well, now I definitely want to buy it. I wouldn't have bought it before, but now I'm definitely like, Right? Which- if you put a black bar in front of something, a teenager's going to want to buy it. Yup. Because there's something bad behind that black like, bar. Ooh. Guys, don't censor shit. Kids aren't really tantalized by things that aren't censored. Also, if they're going to hear the words fucking shit, it's probably going to be at home. So- <laughs> Andrew supposedly got this effect by smashing his own face with a brick. Shut up. No. (laughs) During the photo shoot, he apparently smashed his face with a brick. Oh, my God. And then added some animal blood to it to make it, like, more effective. No. And it also caused minor controversy in Europe because people said it somehow promoted cocaine use. Which makes no sense to me. Maybe... Because you get a bloody nose if you do too much coke. But, like, you don't get a bloody nose the way he got a fucking bloody nose. Like, I didn't read coke. I read somebody punched you in the face. Yeah, I I read you just got the shit beat out of you. I've had a broken nose before, and I will tell you, yeah, that's what it fucking looks like. (laughs) All right? So, that's where I went with that. Yeah. Which also was funny, too, because when I... Was in high school? I don't remember Andrew W.K. being a part of my high school at all. I don't really remember Andrew W.K. until I was in college. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know why he just slipped under my radar completely. But I remember, like, I remember a couple of his songs, but I really remember the first time Lori about Andrew W.K. was in that Aqua Teen Hunger Force episode. Oh, yes! With Frylock when he had cancer and Master Shake fucking hires Andrew W.K. <laughs> and like, buddy, 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 to cheer him Oh my god. Oh fuck. I, mean, I was looking up that clip too and I fucking died. I can't. I just cry laughing. It's too much. Well, that's the other thing about him is that he makes guest appearances on a ton of TV shows yeah. that like we would watch when we were like in our 20s or late teens or whatever. And I I remember one show. It was just a special that MTV did. And he went to, I think, Morehouse College. Mm-hmm. I think it was Morehouse College. And um, he went into an all-girls dorm and, like, stayed with them and hung out with them Aww. and bonded with them. Aww. And it was just Andrew W.K. and a whole bunch of young, like, 18-year-old girls who were having a sleepover with him in the common room and Aww. putting cornrows in his hair. And... <laughs> It was just so sweet. It was so good. Oh, and it was like the narrator was like, oh, Andrew W.K. And he was kind of like narrating it kind of like a nature show. Oh, my God. (laughs) Because it was just so weird. Like Andrew W.K. not in his natural habitat. Right. And bonding with these girls. And, uh. In the end, he ended up, like, fixing all of their problems and then just whisking away, like, this magical fairy. <sighs> it's fantastic. Andrew W.K. I'm pretty Come sure it was- be a magical fairy for us and whisk away. I'm pretty sure it was called Andrew W.K. Goes to College, but I I, that, I might be wrong with that. But anyway, oh. if you can find it, you should watch it because it was really good. But he would do all of these, like, random one-off shows. Right. So you kind of got used to his face being yeah. there all the time. He was the party guy. Yeah, even if I didn't know him that well, like, I didn't know his music that well, I fucking knew who Andrew W.K. was. Yeah, yeah. I knew he was the party guy (laughs) who wore all white and had long hair and a beard. And he was kind of gross. 
but you knew he was gross because he's just been partying so fucking much. He just doesn't have time to change his clothes. He doesn't. (laughs) So Party Hard was Andrew W.K.'s first mainstream hit. Mm Mm-hmm. Several influential media outlets named it one of the best songs of the 2000s, and the video for the song was played all over MTV and Fuse and whatever music channels were still hanging on by much a thread. Much music. At that point. Shout out to Canadians. <laughs> I had much music for a year, and it was actually way better than MTV. Fuse was like that for a little bit. See, I never got Fuse. And then, for some reason, they just started playing movies all the time. It was weird. I don't know. And then MTV just was like... Music television what? Yeah. So his second single, She is Beautiful, was released in 2002 and was also a hit. And by now, Andrew W.K. and his iconic white shirt and pants, long greasy black hair, and bloody face were well known, synonymous with the idea of partying until you puke. Yeah. His songs were licensed to video games and commercials, etc., etc., and We Want Fun was released on the Jackass the Movie soundtrack. Yes. He released his second studio album in 2003 called The Wolf. Which, interrupting Cal real quick. Uh-huh. He's real cute on this cover. Right? Like, I'm like, you hey, those soulful brown eyes, Andrew like, WK. Hey, boo. Hey, boo, how are you doing? <laughs> his hair looks real soft. Like, he just conditioned that shit. <laughs> and you're like, Hello. A more mature Andrew W.K. has walked in. You clean up well, sir. Oh, look at you. (laughs) (laughs) Are you wearing a clean white t-shirt today? Ooh. Ooh. That sounds sexy. (laughs) Here I go. Here I go. Here Here I I go go again. again. Girls, what's my weakness? Andrew Andrew W.K. (laughs) (laughs) And we're done. We're done. We're done. We're gone. Good night, everybody. We just gave you the best we can give. That's it. We peaked. (laughs) Never doing another show again. Okay. But no, I still have a shit ton more notes. Yeah, you do. I keep talking. (laughs) I'm sorry. So he kept the party rock feel going with this album, albeit with a little more self-reflection and introspection. All the instruments were played by Andrew, as opposed to I Get Wet, where he recorded the entire thing with his band. Jesus Christ. He did everything on this album. That's amazing. I love that. I love hearing stories. That is what a magnet school can get you. So, I guess put your kids in a magnet school? I don't even know what magnet school means, so whatever. It's just like a really special school. And I think only certain kids can go. I don't know. I don't know. I'll never have kids. I'll never know what that life is. I'm going to have like 20 (laughs) dogs, so. God. Yeah, dogs don't go to magnet magnet school. school for dogs? (laughs) No, I don't think so. (laughs) So it's described as being a bit more melodic and musically intricate than his previous records. And you can definitely see the beginnings of his motivational speaking career coming Mm. through in this album. As a lot of the lyrics are like uplifting messages to the listener. Yeah. So it was around this time after The Wolf came out that the Steve Mike conspiracy started. Oh, that's right. All right. I'm not (laughs) going to talk. I'm just going to sit back. You tell me. It is. What's going on? The story is so convoluted and dumb, but I'm going to try my best to explain because I'm not even sure I understand it. So basically, Steve Mike was a pseudonym Andrew W.K. used for himself on several of his releases. Why? I don't know. Probably for like contractual reasons or Or because he's Andrew W.K. and he does weird shit. Exactly. That's probably why. 
Um, he does what he wants. But someone else, according to Andrew, someone he used to work with a long time ago, decided to commandeer the name and began defaming Andrew WK on message boards and forums on the internet, which was still a fledgling thing when it came to social media. Like, I think at this time, MySpace was just starting. Yeah. So if we're talking like probably like what our early to mid college careers, like 2003. Yeah. So MySpace was that maybe I don't even know if MySpace there was Live Journal, Friendster. I think maybe started. Message boards were still a hot fucking commodity. Oh yeah, like forums. Yeah, forums and message boards were still a big thing. Right. I was a mod once. <laughs> <laughs> so this guy hacked Andrew WK's website. And posted anonymous press releases and essentially started a conspiracy theory that the man we knew as Andrew W.K. was not an actual person at all, but rather a series of people playing a character called Andrew W.K. And he apparently was really pissed off that he didn't get credit for something. Okay. And decided to try and out the Andrew W.K. as we knew him as an actor, as an, as not a real person. Like, it's not really, it's some kind of fucking corporate idea, and they keep having a guy play him. Right. So, okay. some people argue that Andrew's father created the character of Andrew W.K., and he is the one behind the whole thing. Some people think it was the idea of the record company and the Andrew W.K. we know is an actor that auditioned for the role that multiple people have played. Some people even think that Dave Grohl himself is Andrew W.K. in disguise. <laughs> which is ridiculous. But no. I, I, do, you've seen Andrew W.K. now. Yeah. Dude is fucking jacked. Oh, my have God. Have you seen... Dave Grohl now? Dave Grohl's Dude is really thin. arguably not jacked. Not, not like thin, like sickly thin, but he's... He's what's average. What's for? Um, he has a medium build. Like, what's the word that's not thin? It's like the nice way to say thin. Lean! He's lean. He is lean. Dave Grohl's lean. <laughs> Andrew WK is jacked. He is a beefcake. Mm. And I'm okay with that. Hello. <laughs> So, not helping this situation were a handful of radio DJs and fans attending an Andrew W.K. show in Elizabeth, New Jersey in 2004. Hmm. They claimed that the man performing was not Andrew W.K. at all, but rather some dude dressed in a dirty white jeans and pretending to be him. Halfway through the show, the man walked off stage and the show was canceled. Fans were pissed, obviously, and the accusations started flying. But the actual DJ that booked the show admitted it wasn't Andrew's fault that the set was cut short. He and the concert promoter cut him off because they were going to run past curfew. Uh, which but, makes a lot more sense. Yeah, that makes sense. But, like, people were saying that because they said that Andrew showed up, like, right before the show was about to start. Mm -hmm. He was in a hoodie and, like, covered up and rushed into the set or rushed into the building. And then, um... He, you know, he did the show and it was cut short and then he just ran out of the building. Maybe he was just like, having a fucking bad day. He just didn't really want to talk to people. Maybe it was just a shitty situation. He didn't want to be there. And when he fucking got there yeah. and he got fucking cut off, he was like, you know what? I don't even want to be yeah. here. And also, he was doing the show for free. Oh. Then yeah. Like, let, let the man have a day. <laughs> Everybody gets Everybody one. Everybody gets a bad day. It's fine. He's, uh, he's 
going through this shit with this guy who's accusing him of like not being who he says he is so also not helping the situation was andrew himself who didn't do a whole lot to dispel the rumors or clear things up when asked about the situation he would say really vague things like oh i am who i am and nobody's going to change that and you know just extremely vague things never said no this guy is uh, like i'm not an actor i am this person i am the same person i've been since the beginning and whatever right never really nailed down a confirmation that he is he's been the same person the whole time like eventually like years later he said something that was relatively concrete that you know whatever this steve mike guy was saying was wrong Mm -hmm. but the conspiracy theories had already they were already you know well into there and arguably too this was when you know the internet isn't what it is now i know we say that a lot but and you grew up i think i feel like we're in this weird time crunch we grew up without internet and with internet yeah so we we i get it like we get it yeah and this was when the internet wasn't quite what it is now. And now you just have to fucking yeah. always say what you mean. Yeah. You cannot be vague. Yeah. And we didn't know that back in 2003, 2004, 5, whatever. Yeah. You know, you could go on your live journal. You could go on a message live board journal. and say whatever the fuck you want. Yeah, right? And say whatever the fuck you yeah. wanted because that was just what you fucking did. Yeah. And it's funny because when I was trying to look up more information on this whole Steve Mike thing... I found this one website and it like was an instant fucking flashback to the early 2000s when the internet was still a relatively new thing and the only way people really had to share their ideas was to create a website like with fucking tripod and shit like that. And I found this one website that was the epitome of like an early 2000s website that was just random fucking was it pictures. Was Angel Fire? <laughs> <laughs> it was so close. It was. I wish I had written down the the web address because I was like, this this is like a fucking tripod Angel Fire fucking <laughs> homemade website, and it was. It looked like it. It just had like random pictures plastered all over. And none of them sized correctly. Nope. None of them made any sense. They were so kind of overlapping. Cursor. Yeah. And like all of a sudden my cursor was like a giant fucking arrow. Like pointed the wrong way. And I couldn't click on anything. And it was just like paragraph after fucking paragraph of shit about this whole Steve Mike situation. Oh my god. That's and I'm like where is the forum so I can go post on it with my fucking... You know, dumbass, my dumbass Renaissance fairy screen name because that was totally my screen name when I posted on things. Why anyway, was based off a of Sailor Moon. <laughs> that was way cooler than is the dumb though? fucking goth shit is I was trying though? to do. But is it? But though? is it? Probably not. <laughs> so also, also not helping the situation yes. was the fact that Andrew WK didn't release any music for a while after this happened. Right. He didn't actually release like an actual full length album for about ten years. Not until this past year. Right. Oh, so wait. When all, yeah, because wait, he did release something in 
2009, he released some things, but he was not really allowed to release them in the U.S., which I'll get into. Oh, okay. He was in the middle of recording his next album, Close Calls with Brick Walls. Yes. Um, but he had to shelve it because of legal battles over the use of his name and identity because the Steve Mike piece of shit what? was bringing him to court. What? Over Because he was insisting that Andrew W.K. was an entity that he helped create, so he should be getting basically royalties for everything that Andrew W.K. does. Okay. So, like, this whole time I thought it was just some whiny guy and he's making no, up. No, this is I legit. Didn't, oh, my God. It actually brought him to court. Oh, my God. And it was years. Like, I'm pretty sure it was years that he was in court over this Ugh. garbage. Okay. Um... So a lot of conspiracy conspiracy theorists failed to realize that he was dealing with legal battles during this time and actually think the original Andrew W.K. quit the role, walked out on his record contract, forcing the record company to scramble to find a new actor to play the part. Stop. But really, Stop it. he just legally couldn't release music under his own name if in the I U.S. Can't. <laughs> He was working on music, yeah. but they were like, oh, he's not doing anything. But actually, he he was. He was working on music, and he released Close Calls with Brick Walls in Japan and Korea in 2006, but he wouldn't be able to release it in the U.S. until 2010. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I noticed that. Yeah. That there was, like, weird discrepancies between the release dates of albums. Yeah, because he recorded it in 2006. Jesus. And he released it. In Asia in 2006, but he couldn't release it in the U.S. Okay. Because this dickwad was trying to say that he fucking <sighs> created Andrew W.K. That's fucking ridiculous. Okay. I, I want to know who this Steve Mike guy is. I want to know who Steve Mike is. <laughs> want to punch him in the face. Prevented <laughs> us from Andrew W.K. music. I don't Seriously. care for this. And I think he really kind of did a number on his career. By doing that because he wasn't able to release he wasn't able to capitalize on the hype right that I, he got, was I get wet created he was definitely going on an upswing that quickly went down because then he didn't put out music for exactly years. exactly so thanks steve mike thanks steve mike you dick <laughs> you get the eat a dick award yeah. this week so on the topic of of the legal battles andrew said at the end of 2004, an old friend of mine got in some business trouble and basically decided to take it out on me. To cut a long story short, this person is someone I worked very closely with and had a formal and family business relationship with. Aww. Due to various complaints this person had with me, they were able to turn my life and career upside down. I wasn't able to use my own name within certain areas of the U.S. entertainment industry, and we were in a debate about who owned the rights to my image and who should get credit for, quote-unquote, inventing it. Oh, my god! This made my life complicated and intense for a few years, but I kept working and doing whatever I could to keep moving forward. Jesus. So that, that was, sucks. Yeah, that was, like, the most definitive and explanatory uh, quote that I could really and find. here's the thing, though. Considering how kind of, I guess I would say, carefree Andrew W.K. is, the fact that I feel like when he comes out and says that much, it's like, I feel really bad for him. That fucking sucks. Yeah. Probably he was good friends with this guy. They worked together. He probably trusted him. And then all of a sudden this kid was like, felt slighted. And who knows? Maybe Andrew did something and he didn't know it. Or maybe the record company did something and Andrew had no control over it. Because let's be honest. Right. Record companies are dick bags. Right. And this guy decided to take it on Andrew WK and try to ruin his career. Which is right. bullshit. Yeah. 
So that kind of upsets me. All right. <laughs> but Andrew did continue to work. Oh, yeah. During this whole bullshit. Oh, yeah. His face was all over TV, and he continued to make guest appearances on shows and in person. Most notably, he became a motivational speaker. Mm-hmm. He started by doing this after he was invited to give a lecture at NYU in 2006, and then more college engagements followed. He then went on tour in 2007, and his tour consisted of quote-unquote unpredictable happenings, wherein he would start the show by playing piano by himself on stage. By the end of it, it would be a huge party with everyone on stage, singing songs, playing piano, everything, which makes me so angry that I missed it. Wait, would you, would how did, did you just not go to one of the things? I didn't he, know that he's he was doing. I, I didn't motivational know was, speaking. I didn't either. And when I saw him live for the first time, that was in 2010. Oh, okay. And so he was is... actually like touring and right. And I saw him at an art museum in Hartford, Connecticut, and I was having a heart attack because people were moshing next to priceless works of art. <laughs> and I just, what are you doing? I, just, I couldn't. I couldn't. It's like, this is a terrible place to have an Andrew W.K. Mm-hmm. show. It's like, I want to love this on so many levels, and I want to hate this on so many <laughs> yes, levels. basically. So it might seem kind of strange that this party metal dude turned motivational speaker, this whole weird thing. Right. But it really does make sense, because even with I Get Wet, he not only was the party god, but he was also trying to uplift some spirits at the same time. Definitely. He didn't just want to make you headbang, he also wanted to make sure you knew you were valued, that who you are inside and out was super awesome, and gosh dang it, people like you. Stop it. Here's WK. You're pulling my goddamn heartstrings. This was also the core of his motivational speeches. When whoever you want to be is who you should be, and no one should tell you differently. Life can be a real bummer sometimes, but you gotta rally and you gotta push through it, and you'll come out the better on the other side. And also, everything can be a party. Yeah, everything. Yeah. I need like a little Andrew WK in my pocket. Uh huh. So when I'm, you know, really bad, and you I have need my really bad days, and I can be like. Hey, you're worth it. Thanks, Andrew WK. <laughs> you need one of, he needs to put out one of those like mini motivational books. Yes. Like a pocket book you can put in your back pocket that just has motivational quotes from Andrew WK. From, it has to be from Andrew Million WK, dollar though. idea. Do it. Do it. Let's make it happen. <laughs> so somehow he ended up finding a loophole in his legal constraints that allowed him to create his own record label and release music that way. Oh, clever. Effectively ending his legal troubles. So he was in the studio again, and he released 55 Cadillac in 2009. Mm-hmm. And that consisted of only improvised piano solos. Completely different than the party rock albums yeah. that he released up until now. That's okay. all it was. It was. It's only like eight tracks. Yep. And they're not that long, but yeah. it's just him just fucking playing the piano right off the top of his head. And it's all improvised? All improvised. Fuck him, he's a goddamn genius. I know, right? <laughs> Jesus, that's good. Yeah. So he released that, and then he released uh, Close Calls with Brick Walls as a double disc w- with uh, Mother of Mankind. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you have any notes on it, but I noticed about the album artwork, what I thought was interesting is he's totally wearing women's makeup. 
Yes, he is. Like, very mother of mankind. Like, yeah. with lipstick and mascara and well, maybe a little bit of rouge. When he was younger, he did try to be a model. He could still be a model. Did you see Did you see He's any pretty. of the pictures? No. Oh, they're good. Oh, I bet they are. They're real good. I bet they are. This was probably, like, when he was uh, a, a young teenager. And there's some pictures in particular that I was looking at them. And he had, like, short hair, like a buzz cut. Oh. And I was looking at them and like, who the fuck does he look like? He looks like somebody, like, famous, like a character. And then it hit me. He, in some of these old pictures, he looks like a cross between Sam and Bill from Freaks and Geeks. If you put the two of them together, holy shit. Well, now I need to look this up. Oh, yeah. Because that sounds amazing. It's it's pretty fantastic. I don't think um, his modeling career really went anywhere, but he was real good at it. He should think about doing that again. So he had released 55 Cadillac in 2009, Mm -hmm. and at this point, he ended up having to give people, I'm assuming Steve Mike, um, credit on the album, even though it was recorded entirely by Andrew himself. Interesting. Nobody else helped with this album. Right. Because a new legal battle was brought up in the UK. Are you shitting me? Nope. God damn it. So... To settle this dispute, Andrew actually had to change the name of his new record label, which he had named Skyscraper Music Maker, to Steve Mike, so that this douchebag would be happy in legal negotiations. Who is this piece of shit human fucking being? I want to slap him and maybe kick him in the nads. Yeah. But what is, like, fucking get over yourself. You're never going to be fucking famous. Like, all the, here's the thing. Here's the thing. All the fucking negative shit that you've just put in the world, you're never going to get anything from it. Yeah. You're a piece of shit. No one likes you. But it's like, okay. Like, I get it. Maybe you you felt a little, like, burnt by, like, whatever happened with Andrew, WK, and you, and whatever. But you acting like a piece of shit like this you're not going to get rewarded for yeah. this. And you're going to fucking not. And putting get out like ridiculous accusations that this is just all a, an act and Andrew WK is just a persona and it's a bunch of actors and whatever, which okay, I completely understand if Andrew WK quote unquote is just a persona is a legitimate act because listening to Andrew WK talk he he says things like, oh, when I decided to do Andrew W.K. Right. He's, he does say things like that. But what from what I understand and what I can gather, he refers to Andrew W.K. as a band. Mm-hmm. And that's what he's referring to. He's not referring to some weird thing where it's like an actors and it's a character that people play. No. He, that's not. No. He's referring to it as a band. Right. So... Well, and, and you can't expect a celebrity to be on all the time. Right. So when he's on, he's Andrew W.K. Right. But who knows? Maybe at home with his wife and his kid, he's like Andy. He's, he's, maybe he's Andy. He's Andy Wilkes Creer, yeah. you know, instead of Andrew W.K. Or he's just dad. He is allowed to do husband, that. You know, like, and I get that. That's fine. And. Power to you that you can go on every interview and every fucking thing where you know it's going to be out in the ether 
and you have to put on a face. Right. And then when you go home, you have your fucking 10 minutes. Like, maybe it's a bubble bath. Maybe you're just reading the newspaper. Who fucking knows? Where you're not in white. Maybe you're in a black robe. Maybe Maybe you're you're naked. Fucking sweatpants and some dad slippers. And like, you just got your kids around you and your wife and you're just chilling. But then like, fucking credit to you that then the rest of the time you give everybody what they want. Right. That they want Andrew WK. And that doesn't necessarily mean he's being fake. No. When he's on. That it, it, maybe he is playing a character, but it's it's not necessarily a character. It's just a different part of himself. Yeah, I totally get that. And I yeah. think that... And it's stupid that the Steve Mike guy thinks oh. that he should get some cut of this persona that he thinks he helped create when it's really just Andrew being a different part of himself. Right. Who cares? I'm sorry you were slighted, but get the fuck over it. Right. Chill. Chill the fuck out. Chill. You have no chill. None. <laughs> None. But anyway, so he, he, he had to change his fucking label name to Steve Mike. That's just so That's, stupid. That enrages me to no fucking <laughs> oh, me too. end. I read that and I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Oh, really? I this guy. Like, and I can guarantee that whoever this dude is, he's just walking around with his chest puffed out going, yeah. I won. Mm. I won. Mm. Fuck off, dude. Eat a dick. <laughs> Again, you get the eat a dick award yeah. this week. Yeah. But in the meantime, Andrew WK was basically doing everything. He made appearances on TV shows like I Love the 90s. Mm-hmm. You remember that? Yeah, he was a commentator. Did. Yeah. Oh, I loved it. And um, he was also on Best Week Ever all the time. Yes. He did some real good commentary he on really shows. did i fucking that was actually when i was in my peak vh1 phase where i'd watch everything well on that's VH1. when vh1 was in their peak vh1 phase <laughs> with flavor of love rock of yeah. love when Bad they were Girl like school or whatever it was when they were still like kind of relevant all the i loves best we- yeah. i fucking loved best week ever best week ever was really good it really was though um, he even had his own show on MTV too. I don't know if you remember, oh. but it was called Your Friend Andrew WK. No, I don't remember. Oh, it was so good. It it was only like eleven episodes, and they were only like ten or fifteen minutes long. But basically, uh, people would write letters to Andrew asking him for advice, and he would give his advice. Dude gives real good advice, by the way. Yo, can like MTV bring that back, and we can write a letter to him? <laughs> WK, how do we make ourselves successful podcasters? Please, please answer us. Answer us. <laughs> You'll add us though. So it was pretty much a precursor for his motivational speaking as well as his advice column that he started writing for the Village Voice in 2014. Oh, nice. You can actually go online and read all of them. He gives such good advice. I believe it. He also wrote a column for Vice called Andrew WK on dot 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 (laughs) uh, that started in 2016. And it was just him writing like short articles on everything from paranormal activity to like dealing with your parents and like just random shit. That's awesome. Yeah, it's it's also really good. And the animation that they do for each um, column is really awesome because it's all like kind of dreamy but also kind of rudimentary drawings 
of Andrew W.K. with his bloody shirt, <laughs> like doing various things. Oh. It's it's really good. <laughs> Love it. So he was also the host of a kid's show called Destroy, Build, Destroy. Yeah, I do which remember that. is one of my favorite things that he has ever done. And if you've never seen it, hopefully there's episodes somewhere on the internet that you can like watch. there's some on YouTube. It's just Andrew hosting this show where these kids take something like a school bus or a fucking shack or a, you know, bookcases, whatever. I don't know. Blow them up. Mm-hmm build things out of the remaining pieces of it and then blow them up again. <laughs> it's, it's basically it's delightful. It's it's pretty self-explanatory. Yeah. Destroy, build, destroy. Yeah. And it's it's so good. And he was he's a really good host. Yeah, I believe it. Um he also has a pretty geeky side. In 2008 he released an album chock full of J-pop covers called The Japan Covers. <sighs> Um, yes. they're really good. You can find they them on YouTube. They are really good. As a fucking former Japanophile, I will tell you <laughs> they are real nice. Real good. There's just something... Every time I hear an English version of a Japanese song, it's always sung by Asian actors. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's usually, like, a, a Japanese woman with a really good voice mm-hmm. and, like, beautiful, almost operatic voice. Yeah. Super nice. This is different in the sense that it's still that same kind of music, the same kind of song, a little bit popular, poppier, a little bit more rough. Right. Um, with Andrew W.K. singing it. Like, legit singing, not yeah. just, like, screaming. Well, He's singing. And that's, and that's why I kind of like these a lot, too, because I feel like they're pushing him as far as his musical um, experience goes. You know, a lot of his original stuff is shouty singy which is great and it works well, I get, for what he's doing yeah. but when he's doing the j-pop stuff he's singing yeah well um i get wet was basically like the pseudo metal growling yes. yeah um but you could still completely understand what he was saying and somewhere in there he was taking voice lessons mm-hmm. from a metal vocal instructor in brooklyn who in i brooklyn. wish i had found when i lived in brooklyn Hold up, though, because I do still love my vocal instructor from Brooklyn. But I wish I just took one or two with a metal instructor. Like, yeah. Tell me how to fucking just to scream see. sing. Yeah, just to see. How do you do that? But, I mean, it fucking paid off because he he's a legit good singer. Well. And he still keeps that metal edge to his voice. And apparently also paid off because that's how he met his wife. Exactly. Sherry. Sherry Lily. Sherry. <laughs> <laughs> Again, listen to that What's the Tea episode from RuPaul. It's so good. You'll understand why we're going cheery. Cheery. Yeah. Also in 2009, he released an album called Gundam Rock, Mm -hmm. which is an album of covers of music from the anime Gundam Wang. Well, just Gundam. It's actually, there's nothing from Gundam Wang. I would know because- Wait, are they two different things? Girl, what? (laughs) I don't know. Y'all, hold up. Let your fucking anime Japan <laughs> friend come in. First of all, Gundam Wing is just one series in the Gundam universe. And there's Gundam, like, pre-universe, post-universe. I know I fucked that up. Come for me. Because I fucked it up and tell me how I did. Because I, I haven't fucking watched Gundam in so long. There's, like, a bajillion Gundam series 
And, like, some of them series. take place... Series. <laughs> and some of them take place in, like, one timeline, and some of them take place in another timeline. Gundam Wing, he did not do any songs from Gundam Wing, unfortunately, which I wish he did, because Gundam Wing is my favorite, because I'm that girl. But then there's, like... He did a lot, I think, from original Gu- Mobile Suit Gundam, which came out in, like, the 80s, I believe. If any of my guy friends who are fucking mecha boys are listening to me right now they are shaking their fists like maggie (laughs) guys i drink a lot and i forget everything but the point is they were i think they were a lot from the original mobile suit gundam series and maybe just some others here and there but either way i fucking love that he did this and i listened to like a good chunk of that album and it's so good again he's singing and he is doing such a good job representing yeah. that section of fandom who were really into them. The Japanese fucking love Andrew WK. Yeah, they really do. Japan really reaped the benefits of his legal battles in the U.S. because everything he released was basically um, some kind of Asian release, mostly in Japan right. and Korea. Yeah. Um, and he just found like a real hardcore fan base out there and they fucking love him right they probably just love his high energy and just how positive oh, he yeah. is and the fact that he's fucking gigantic oh yeah what is he like six two? Oh, i don't know oh. but he's gigantic <laughs> i don't, I don't know, know. <laughs> he's probably godzilla compared to them no, i mean here's like i'm five nine and i'm a pretty big chick like I think, like, sometimes when I wear heels, y'all have referred to me as a Valkyrie. So, can you imagine when I've been in Japan and they're all like, Yeah. (laughs) I've had small children stare at me in fear, and I am not exaggerating. That legit happened to me in Japan. That really makes me want to just get on some stilts and walk around Tokyo and just be like, But, like, I want to go to Japan now with, like, my crazy purple-pink hair and, like, Oh, my God, they would worship you like a queen. Oh! and my blue eyes and I'll wear my makeup real good like now that I got my makeup down and like my fashion's good like I really can't wait to go back yo if you haven't gone to Japan fucking go to Japan is what I'm trying to tell you if you you go to Japan you will be going to Japan just fucking do it (laughs) if you haven't gone to Japan do it also side note Yes. There is a video out there. This is not about Andrew WK at all. Oh. But there is a video out there of uh, Rammstein's Foyer Fry that um, is a bunch of scenes from Gundam or Gundam Wing, whatever. I don't know. <laughs> um, but they like sync up the lyrics um, to the anime and it's really fucking good. I'll have to show it to you after this because your mind will be blown. It probably will be. It's really good. Is it an actual music video by them or is it an AMV? Yeah. No, they did it. Oh shit. All yeah. right. I'm, I'm pretty sure it. that they did it. It's been around for a long ass time. It was been around. <laughs> it has been around. It is a slutty video. <laughs> <laughs> um he he is also a friend of the Bronies. Fuck yeah, Brony. Yo, like, this is why I love Andrew WK, because he speaks to all the phases of Maggie. He speaks to the fucking Japanophile Maggie. The Brony Maggie. The fucking Brony Maggie. The metal Maggie. And the metal Maggie. He's speaking to all the Maggies, and I'm so fucking infatuated. So, yeah, he loves the Bronies. He does. Um, Apparently, he relates quite a bit to Pinkie Pie. Um... 
again, if there's any <laughs> pony that I'm like, it's Pinkie Pie. Yeah. You don't Isn't know there... what I mean, but no. it's fine. It's fine. Is, is there a goth one? Because... No. Oh. You'd probably be Twilight Sparkles. Because, like, she's the one who kind of has her shit together. Okay. That's fine. That's so I, I and, and, like, you look good in purple, so I'm calling you a, I'm calling you a Twilight Sparkle. <laughs> That's fair enough. That's fine. Yo, she becomes an alicorn. A what? <laughs> it's when a unicorn and a pegasus looks like the same thing. It's an alicorn. Why don't they just call it a pegasus? Because that doesn't account for the fact that you're also a unicorn, so you're an alicorn because you're a pegasus and a unicorn. Wait, they're, they're unicorns too? Princess Celestia is an alicorn. Wait, She's so got there's the wings po- wait, and the horn. So there's ponies and there's unicorns. Hold up, okay. So they're all ponies, but there's the Pegasuses, the unicorns, and the Earth ponies. Earth ponies are just basic bis- bitches, basically. Basic bitches, Fuck. basically. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes, but when you're a fucking Pegasus and a unicorn, you're an alicorn. You're welcome, internet. I just oh. gave you a basic rundown of the different ponies <laughs> in My Little Pony. Well, <laughs> Andrew WK loves all of them. He does, though. He's very, he's a very sweet boy. And uh, he even, he even did a, he was a special guest at a brony event. And in, I, and I in Ohio. he came in and said, I've never watched a fucking episode of any of this shit, but you all seem really nice. So yeah. I'm here for it. Well, I, I read something where he said that he, he usually tries to avoid things mm-hmm. like that just because of like, they're so exclusive. Yeah. But there's just something about My Little Pony and the the Brony events that were, they weren't exclusive. Right. They were really celebrating just everybody's individuality. Exactly. And really embracing anybody. Really. I mean, I guess if you want to be technical, I was a Pegasister. Jesus Christ. <laughs> no, but um, honestly, that's kind of the motif of the Brony movement. Is that a movement? I don't fucking know. Um, it's so also sh- been a very fucking long time since I watched MLP, so. Yeah. But, I mean, but their whole thing is, I'm gonna love and tolerate the shit out of you, which I feel like really coincides with Andrew Exactly. WK. Like, you, you don't even have to really give a shit about My Little Pony. No. Gonna love you anyway. The, the and- moral is, like, I don't give a fuck what you do or who you are. Are you a nice person? Are you trying to be a good person? You know what? Fuck it. I'm going to love and tolerate the shit out of you. Exactly. Even if you're throwing shade at me, I'm going to just fucking love and tolerate yeah. you. And I can't be mad at that. No. I actually, I don't watch My Little Pony, but I fully appreciate right. anybody who's really into it. Yeah. Completely. And I, I wonder too and I because get it. when my MLP came out, it was probably right after Andrew was done dealing with all this fucking mm-hmm. legal bullshit and i wonder if just hearing like i'm gonna love and tolerate the shit out of you just spoke to him where he was like fuck you steve mike but i'm gonna love and tolerate the <laughs> right. shit out of you i will rename my record label after you for no good reason just to satisfy you <laughs> right like it does really fit his motif right right it's so good so moving on yes this past march Andrew W.K. released his fifth album mm-hmm. called You're Not Alone. You're, you're not, not alone. alone. Very specifically, you're, you're not, not alone. alone, not you are not alone. Because we do not want to confuse it with the Michael Jackson song. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so listening to the album, 
And you and I actually listened to it on the way back from the disastrous event trying to go and meet him. Yes. Um, you, I feel like you can tell he's taken his lifelong love of music and his recently newfound love of motivational speaking and put them together on this album. It's not just party, 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 party. It's like, yeah, party, but also you're worth something. Yeah. And you need to figure out what it is and whatever it is, whatever you're into, that's party. Exactly. So it's part party rock that we love and expect from him, but it's mixed with passionate, uplifting words from his lectures. Yeah. And it's it's the kind of album you put on when you're having a blah day. Yeah. Like not an objectively bad day, just whatever, just a whatever kind of day. And it will instantly put a smile on your face. It does. Definitely. You know? Yeah. It's, it's, and actually I would even say too, if, you're having like a real rough day, like a really bad, like, I don't know if you suffer from seasonal depression or whatever, but this is a great album to put on when you're just, I want to lay down and feel nothing and just put this on and it'll make you feel something in a good way. Yeah. I feel like when I'm in, in a mood, like I just am not in a good mood. Mm -hmm. If I want to listen to music when I'm in that kind of mood, I don't want to listen to happy stuff. Right. I want to listen to the sad stuff because I want to know that there's somebody out there who kind of feels the same way. And for some reason, it's like two negatives make a positive. Yeah. In that sense. When I'm just like, I just don't want to fucking deal with anything today. One of those kind of days, that's when I'll put this kind of music on. And that's when I'll be like, all right, I feel better. Yeah. I'm in a better mood. This has put me in a better mood. So I guess it's determined as... How do you like to listen to your music? Right, right. I mean, and it's if you're different for everybody. Rope and sometimes you just need somebody to tell you, like, you're fucking worth it. This album is yeah. the album to put on. If you are in some kind of, you know, point in your life when you need somebody to reaffirm that your life is worth it. Yeah. This is the album. Especially because he has one song that I believe is the first um, single or is one of the singles. It's called... um. Music is worth living. Yes. For. I think it's actually the first or second track on the album. Yes. He's basically just talking about, like, muse- this is the reason to live. Yeah. There is always a reason to live, whether it's music or something. Whatever is in your life that you really love, that's worth staying alive for. Right. This album and Andrew WK are your get a grip friend. Yeah. Like, hey, hey, hey. I get it. I get it. You're totally yeah. fucking sad. Things are shit. I fucking get it. But you need to get a grip. <laughs> because and, and every, it's and, worth And it's worth it. It's worth it. Right. You, you, today's a bad day, but tomorrow's going to be better. Exactly. And and I really appreciate that part. And he, he actually legitimately mixed his music and his motivational speaking because there are interludes where he is actually speaking to yeah. you and trying to be he like, hey, look, the shit's okay. Yeah. There's definitely motivational speech tracks, which are great. (laughs) Which is, it was surprising when we first listened to it. I was like, what is this? Is this motivational speeches? Is he talking to me? Yeah. He's talking to him. Okay. But it was nice to hear. Yeah. And it's He has a reassuring voice. Yeah. (laughs) And the great thing about him is that he doesn't get preachy with this shit. He never once gets preachy. It's 
just straight up motivational. Straight up, I just want you to feel good about yourself and I want you to do you and mm-hmm. feel good about it. Do you and own you and feel good about all of it. Exactly. And whatever it is that really gets you going, just fucking do it. Because mm-hmm. being in a good mood is more important than anything else. And he supports that. He does. And that is Andrew WK. God damn it, I fucking love Andrew WK. <laughs> like, I've always liked him and I always appreciated the party music, but it wasn't until the past few months, and I think it's probably because I've been hanging out with you more, so now you're always like, Andrew WK, but Andrew WK. But Andrew WK. And I was like, oh, but Andrew WK. And uh, I, it, it really pisses me off that the whole bullshit with Steve Mike <gasps> happened, and it not only pisses me off that the legal stuff happened, but also this conspiracy theory garbage because neither so... none of it helped his career no. when his career was just taking off. And I think I think he could have become like he could have skyrocketed. Yeah. If that shit didn't happen. But also at the same time, because it happened, he be- he kind of became this cult figure. Mm, and right. I kind of appreciate that a little bit more because it gives him a more down-to-earth feel i think he'll no matter what even if somehow or not so somehow but if even if someday he took off Mm -hmm. he would still be the guy who's like well i still appreciate people and i still understand the everyday average human and i get it yeah like i don't think he's ever gonna sell out i don't i mean and i use the term sell out loosely but he's never gonna be that guy who doesn't understand Regular human beings. Yeah. I, feel I mean, like. he's not a disingenuous person. Exactly. He really believes in what he says. Well, if I actually ever met him, I'd probably still pee my pants because I'm just awkward. Yeah. I don't feel like it would be as bad as when I've met other celebrities where I'm yeah. like, I don't think I can actually talk to you because you're on a different level. I yeah. think he can always reach the same level as another person, which is great. I mean, I met him that one time. It was pretty awesome. Let me tell you about the time I met Andrew W. Tell me about the time you Especially met Especially because if he ever manages to listen to this, I want him to know who I am. <laughs> I don't think so he'll that, remember. Don't worry. When we go to see him in concert next month, we won't act like fucking creeps because we fucking have been stalking him for two months. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Um, no. So I went to the show at the art museum. Yeah. And almost had a heart attack. And I was, <laughs> I had gone with my friend who was also friends with the head of the street team yep. um, for Andrew WK in Hartford, Connecticut or wherever. Yeah. And, you know, the show was over. We had parked in this parking garage. Apparently in Connecticut, parking garages are not 24 hours. News to me. News to me. News to me. Because I York. couldn't get to my car. My God. So we had to call up my friend's friend and be like, yay, can we just spend the night at your house because we can't get to the car and we have nowhere else to go. Right. He's like, yeah, sure. Come on over. Got a taxi. Got to his house. Walked in the door. Andrew WK sitting in the living room. (sighs) And we literally did the look at each other. Look at Andrew WK. Look at each other. Look at Andrew WK. (laughs) I'm like, what? Huh? What? (laughs) <laughs> but he was super nice and like I believe it. super mellow and like we just sat and hung out. He asked us a bunch of questions. 
had a little chat with him, watched a fucking horrible documentary on black metal. Yeah. And then he was like, all right, I gotta get to my hotel and go to sleep. Just yeah. sitting there in his fucking dirty ass whites. <laughs> yeah. And just yes. like, all right, cool. It's nice to meet you. It's nice to meet you. Yeah. God. And then we went home the next day. <laughs> See, I can never, I can never have like a cool story like that because I would just be so awkward. Like, hi. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I'm just, I'm too fucking awkward. You just have to act like everything's cool. It's, it's fine. You know me, and I know, you know that I don't know how to act cool at all. I'm like, <laughs> I fucking make the same face your dog makes all the time. I'm a Chloe face. I'm like, <laughs> my mind's always blown. Fuck. All right. Well, I hope that this was a more upper, upbeat episode for everybody. Despite the fact that we said we'd only do two beers, I'm pretty drunk. Yeah. They were tall okay. boys. But I mean, it is liquid optimism. It is. Cause... I mean, I feel real good. I'm real happy. Between the between the beer and the episode, I'm feeling really happy. I hope. And, and hopefully next week we will bring you more happiness and optimism. I'm sure we will. I think we will. And I'm sure, you know, we brought you guys down enough last month, so we'll bring you up a little bit this We're month. bringing everybody up. A little bit Real up this good. Month. Hopefully, I mean, right. I I feel like this was a pretty good yeah episode. It was it, it's about the party man himself, fucking the party god. Yeah, Andrew W K. So you know what, Maggie? What party on? Party on, Ashley. Yeah, and party on, you crazy kids out there. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Psst. Hey, I forgot to tell you. Follow us on the things. <laughs> Like Twitter, we got way too overzealous with we that. We really ending. did, but I didn't want to kill it. Uh, <laughs> at Rock Candy Pod on Twitter and on Facebook and Instagram at Rock Candy Podcast, and then we have a website. It's called RockCandyPodcast.com. Leave also, us a review on iTunes. Yeah, that'd be real cool too. Please. Hey, you know who follows us on fucking Twitter? Andrew WK does. He does though. Like that's a real thing. It's anyway, a real thing. Yeah. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Have a good night. Bye. Bye.